It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson's still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to answer your mailbag questions with our friend who's the co-founder over at U Stadium, Mr. Nick Spano. Of course, we did Christmas Eve and Christmas Day unwrapping the presents that you wanted Santa and the football gods to bring to Jets fans. Now we're going to answer your questions. Nick, thanks so much for coming back on the show, brother. Of course, I'm sure your your listeners are sick of me, but let's do it. <laughs> nah, everybody loves hearing from you, Nick. You're a passionate Jets fan with spicy opinions, and you also happen to be fairly well connected and have some good information. So all of those things combine to make you a very good guest, and that's why people have a lot of questions for us. We'll start with our friend Kyle Becker, who asks, will Mike LaFleur finally be on the hot seat after this season is over, or will Salah continue to show blind loyalty? I think this goes beyond Robert Sala. If your ownership, if your upper management like Joe Douglas, you have to take a look at this and say, okay, maybe Zach Wilson is terrible and it's not entirely Mike LaFleur's fault. Maybe. Maybe it's partly Mike LaFleur's fault. Maybe it's a lot Mike LaFleur's fault. You'd have to sit down and evaluate that. But here's one thing I can say. Mike LaFleur clearly signed off on the Zach Wilson draft pick. So that being the case, it means that whether it's because he did a poor job of developing Zach Wilson or he was mistaken in the fact that Zach Wilson could be the player that he thought he would be, there's got to be heat on Mike LaFleur. Now, I don't think he's going to get fired right now, but I do think that heading into next season, there's going to be a lot of pressure on him. If the Jets get an established veteran quarterback which we think is the most likely scenario, it will help LaFleur because an established veteran has a much lower chance of being a failure than a draft pick who has no experience. But if things don't go well for the offense early next year, Mike LaFleur is going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I agree. I think it so much depends on what they do at the quarterback position and who they bring in. If, you know, for example, and I know I've been beating beating a dead horse here, but if it is Aaron Rodgers and he doesn't want anything to do with Michael Floor and that's the reason why he wouldn't come here, then you move on and you get somebody who Rodgers wants. So mm-hmm. um, it, it so much depends on that. But I, I agree, like, as the season went on, you got more and more frustrated with LaFleur. But I would like to see him with a veteran who has a full control of the offense, who's an NFL quarterback, who has a resume in the league, and give him an opportunity to see if this offense can work. Because you've seen, and there's stats to prove that, there are wide receivers running wide open in this offense mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the time. And they just haven't had a quarterback who can get the ball to them, unless it was like a Mike White in, 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 in some instances. So, um, you know, we've all said it, this, and, and people in the media have said it, this offense just runs better when anybody but Zach Wilson is leading it. 
Um, not that it's great by any stretch because, you know, you still saw the struggles with Mike White and Joe Flacco in the first half of these games. It seemed to just take them a while uh, to kind of get moving and, and, and see any kind of consistent play. But you have seen when this offense has somebody who has a pulse at quarterback, it works. There's a, there's an opportunity for playmakers to make plays. But um, I think less with the scheme and more with the, 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 this, I guess the use of um, personnel and when mm-hmm. they use it, it seems to me sometimes he just, some of the wrong guys are out there at the wrong time and um, they could be using the, whether it's the running backs or, or certain receivers like a Braxton Berrios in the red zone, some of that stuff needs to change with Michael Floor, in my opinion, pretty fast. But I, I would like to give him a chance with a quarterback who has a pulse before I say this guy is just the worst and move on. Major changes needed in the red zone offense as well. That has mm-hmm. been a big problem for Mike LaFleur. The play calling down there has not been good and he needs to fix that. I agree with you, Nick. I would not be against getting rid of LaFleur at all if that's what they chose to do, especially if it's something that a guy like Aaron Rodgers asked for. You give Aaron Rodgers whatever you need to give him to get him here. Even somebody like Derek Carr, I would be fine if they did that. If Derek Carr said, sure, I'd be willing to come to the Jets, but I don't want Mike LaFleur. I want somebody else. Fine. Go ahead and do it. Do what you need to do to get an established quarterback. By the way, that leads into our next question from OG Webb, who says, would you give up a first round pick to get Derek Carr if he ends up being the best available option? Yeah. And for people that say, how could you give up a first round pick for somebody like Derek Carr? You got to remember, look at what all these other quarterbacks have gone for. Matthew Stafford's better than Derek Carr, certainly. But they got offers of multiple first round picks. In fact, the Panthers offered the number eight overall pick in a deal for Stafford. The only reason that didn't happen is because the Lions wanted to do right by the guy that was the face of their franchise for so long and send him where he wanted to go. And so that's why he ended up going to the Rams. If you trade a first-round pick for Derek Carr, remember, he's only 31 years old. I think a lot of people forget that. He's not an elite quarterback, but with this team, he's good enough to give them a realistic chance to compete for a championship, and that's all Jets fans have wanted for the longest time. And so while you'd prefer not to give up a first-round pick, and I think it probably wouldn't be a 2023 first-rounder, probably be a 2024 first-rounder, maybe you could even get him for a second-rounder that becomes a first-rounder if the Jets make the playoffs. But push comes to shove. If it was my decision and I had to give up a first-round pick to get Derek Carr because I couldn't get Aaron Rodgers or I couldn't get Tom Brady and Derek Carr was by far the best option that I saw on the table, yeah, I would do it. And as far as the money goes, because OG Webb asks about that as well, you figure out some way to work around everything with the salary cap. There are ways to do it. There's guys you can restructure. There are guys you can walk away from. We've talked about this. I think Carl Lawson is probably going to have to restructure or be cut. I would imagine C.J. Mosley is a restructure candidate. I would think Dwayne Brown is a restructure candidate. There's a whole bunch of these guys that you could go through, highly paid veterans that haven't necessarily lived up to the billing. Lakin Tomlinson, another example. When it comes to the quarterback, you find a way to make it work salary cap-wise. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and and the car thing is I don't I don't know if it will require a, a, a number one pick for this guy. And also it's, it's really an interesting situation to watch because – um, I know in his contract, he's due, I think, a fully guaranteed $7 million roster bonus three days after the Super Bowl. And if they decline that and cut him and move on from him, they don't owe him, I think there's like $5 million. They don't owe him anything going forward. So, um, But then I believe that the three years of his contract is kicks in guaranteed at a certain date too. So um, I believe the, the Raiders are going to want to make a decision on him fast. 
And if they could find a, a team that's willing to take that and make that decision for them, um, and you can get a second rounder and more, maybe a two and a four, um, then then they probably would move on from him and maybe give McDaniels a chance to draft his own quarterback because uh, I think he thinks that would buy him some time. And the Raiders are strapped for cash. Like there, there's been reports that Mark Davis really just doesn't have that cash flow that a lot of other owners and and in this league have, which is crazy to think because of that stadium they just built out in Vegas. But um, that that Raiders financial situation is something to watch and see how they handle this car thing because that'll be three days after the Super Bowl. If he's cut, you know, if, if Carr is cut, and I don't think they'll do that because they could probably get at least a second rounder for him, mm-hmm. um, then then that becomes a wild chase right out the gate. Like you can go get your quarterback situation settled by February 20th and have the whole offseason to, to figure out, you know, other moves. And, and that would be the great, a great situation for a team to be in rather than having to wait for mid-March and – starting that whole thing up. And then if, if you lose out on car, you have to quickly turn around and make a trade or, or sign somebody else. So um, the car thing, you know, you'll get a better answer for it. I think in about six weeks from now, uh, when that decision has to be made. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Meyer of NYC. He says, Scott, hope you and your family had a very Merry Christmas. Less than thrilling being a Jets fan sometimes, but somehow day in, day out, you make it more fun and interesting with the podcast. Please keep up the fantastic work. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate that. That means a lot. He says, now for my question. Do you see any point in getting Jimmy G, Derek Carr, etc., when the Jets already have Mike White, who is similar in many respects? What would you do at the quarterback position next season? I'm not going to get into what the Jets should do at the quarterback position next season because we already talked about that at length on the Christmas Eve show. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and check it out because you'll hear all about what Nick and I think the Jets should do at quarterback next season. As far as Jimmy G and Derek Carr, I will say this. Yes, there's definitely a reason to go after somebody like that because with Mike White, he's only played six games over a span of two seasons. You don't really know what he is. He's been hurt multiple times. You cannot rely on him. You can't go into next season with him as the presumed starter. He just hasn't done enough to prove to you that he can be that guy. Now, should you try to bring him back as the backup behind whoever it is you do get as the starting quarterback? Yeah, absolutely. That would be great because he knows the system, his teammates and the coaches love him, and he's proven to you that he's capable. But you can't bring him in here as the presumed starter. You have to go and get somebody like Derek Carr and Jimmy G who have proven they can do it. Not elite, but proven they can be capable starters. With Mike White, we don't have that proof. Yeah, exactly. And and I think the only thing that Mike White has proven is he can play the position at mm-hmm. a solid level. Players like playing for him. Um, and, you know, he, he's a guy who you've kind of developed for a few years, so they, they clearly see something in him to keep him around. So I would like to keep him around. I think at worst he's a really good backup. And we've seen not just on the Jets who played four quarterbacks this year, but around the league, you need a guy who can come in and, and at least hold the fort down for you. You know, look at Dallas. They had to have a rush kind of save their season early in the year. Um, now the Eagles having to go to Minshew, not that it's a, a desperate situation, but quarterbacks, you know, anybody in this sport, this sport is a, it's a, it's a violent sport and injuries are a hundred percent guaranteed. So if you have a quarterback on your roster who can play even, even at an average level, um, they're, they're very valuable. So I would try and find a way to keep Mike White on this team, but not as your hands down, here's your starting job next year in 2023. Next question comes in from say my name. If he asks, 
How do you think this team would have performed if they kept Sam Darnold? And if he has a strong close to this season with the Panthers, would you ever consider bringing him back? Always thought the offense was suited for him and said we never got to see him run it. Maybe I'm delirious. Yeah, you're delirious. Sam Darnold's <laughs> not good. I'm sorry, he's not good. Now, people will say, look at his stats. He's been better with Carolina the last few games. Better, yes. Still not good. He's not turning the ball over as much as he has in the past, but he's not really doing anything. He's dumping the ball off to running backs, and he's not really doing much to move the offense. So, no, I wouldn't bring him back. Seems like a good kid. It's sad it didn't work out. He's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Maybe he can have a decent career as a backup, but he is in no way the answer to anything here, and so let him go play somewhere else. Maybe he stays in Carolina and ends up being the backup to somebody else they bring in, but no. Sam Darnold, not an option for the Jets in 2020. Yeah, we don't we don't have to keep doing this with guys that we let go and we've replaced with worse players. Um, just because Zach Wilson is, is completely garbage doesn't make Sam Darnold any good. Just let Sam Darnold be Sam Darnold somewhere else. And like you said, he's a he's a backup. He's done nothing to show, show otherwise outside of like the first week or two last year when you had McCaffrey where he, he at least showed he can complete a pass to a running back. So um, Sam Darnold is in your answer uh, unless the question is who's a decent backup you can bring in. Next question comes in from Muzzled. He says, if you could go back in time and undo the number two overall pick in the 2021 NFL draft, what would you have done instead of drafting Zach Wilson? So with the complete and total benefit of hindsight, what I would have done is taken that San Francisco 49ers trade, picked up two extra first rounders and an extra third, and moved back to number 12. And then at number 12, I would have picked Micah Parsons. At quarterback, I would have tried to make some sort of move for a veteran as a stopgap, recognizing that Sam Darnold was not the answer. I would have traded him and gotten draft picks. And so you would have gotten draft picks to move down, and you would have gotten draft picks for Sam Darnold on top of the draft picks you already had and the draft picks <laughs> you had gotten for Jamal Adams. They would have had a treasure chest, so they could have been in on any quarterback that became available. For example, I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to be available. We've talked about this, but if he was, the Jets would have plenty to offer. You could go down the list, but that's what I would do if I could go back in time because people will talk about Justin Fields. I'm still not convinced on him yet. He's been a very poor passer. He's done excellent things with his legs, but I don't know how sustainable that is. Does he become a good passer? I honestly don't know. We're going to find out. But he's been hurt a couple of times already. If he keeps playing the way he's playing, he's going to wear out pretty quickly. So I'm not sure that Fields would have been the answer there. We don't know anything about Trey Lance. And even though I've joked the Jets would have been better off trading down and taking Mac Jones, if my choice is Mac Jones or Micah Parsons, I'm taking Micah Parsons. I would have taken Rashawn Slater there or even Elijah Vera Tucker, which would have saved you the hassle of trading up from number 23. So any of those would have been the way to go, I think. But ultimately, the trade down to number 12 and then Micah Parsons, if you're looking back at it with full hindsight, that was the optimal move to make. Yeah, agreed. If, and, and as long as other teams don't have the hindsight as well the, with the trade-up option, mm -hmm. um, I would have just taken either Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, or Michael Parsons there, obviously. Um, but, you know, I agree the trade-back was, was the right decision there. You know, it's just – it's, it, and I'm glad you said that about the Justin Fields thing because it's such a frustrating thing to watch people say, oh, you should have drafted Justin Fields. It's like, no, you shouldn't. The problem here is – 
the Bears are going to go now into next year and the year after wishing and crossing their fingers that Justin Fields becomes the guy, and they might waste another two years you know, and, and turn out that this guy can't play quarterback at a sustainable level in the NFL because he can't. It's not sustainable. He's he's lost, I think, six games in a row. Now, well, one was the Jack game with Simeon, but he's getting hurt every week, it seems like. He's not really making many, much improvements um, as, a, as a passer. And, yeah, what he's doing, running the ball, is special. It's crazy. We haven't you know, barely have ever seen anything like it. Um, but you don't know what, what Justin Fields is, and, and, and now you have to wait. At least with the Jets, is we, we know for sure. We, we said this at the beginning of the year. This year is about finding out what Zach, Zach Wilson is. We found out. Unfortunately, it just wasn't the answer we all wanted, but we found out. We found out he's terrible, and, and we move on. So at least you're not sitting here to, you know, he, he was average this year, showed some, some flashes, put a few good, good games together, some clunkers, and now we're going into year three with, all right, maybe Zach Wilson's the guy and we're going to cross our fingers. No, we know he's done and we move on. So there's some there's a benefit in knowing sometimes even if what you know is is not what you wanted. Um, the Bears they they don't they don't know if Justin Fields is a winning quarterback going forward. They don't know if he can sustainably play quarterback in this league and, and win. Um, what what it looks like to me is he's just another really good athlete playing the quarterback position, and I doubt he's going to improve enough as a quarterback throwing the ball. He could 100 percent he could look at Jalen Hurts, um, but to me the bears are still in a, in a tough situation because now they have a fan base that's rallying around the guy because he's shown so much running the ball that you don't want to give up on him yet. But we also know everybody in the back of their minds that this guy is just not an NFL passer yet. So they're in a, in a situation where they have to wait, they have to go into next year and is another year for them that they hope that he can, he can turn into a guy. But you know, if, if, if you, if you put a gun to my head, I would say he's not the guy. So at least we know we don't have the guy. So there's some there's some some good in knowing that. Next question comes in from Brian Patty. He asks, is a quarterback really in the cards in the first or second round now? I don't think so. I would be mm-hmm. very surprised if the Jets did that. I suppose if there's somebody they really love, like Anthony Richardson falls to the second round and they think he could be awesome, maybe they would draft him and sit him for a year or two. But I think it's more likely they don't do that and they try to sell the fan base on they're going to sit Zach Wilson for a year, do a complete reset while some veteran comes in here and tries to rescue the team for now. And then maybe they can get something out of Zach Wilson in the final year of his rookie deal. Just think it's very unlikely that after using a top two pick on a quarterback within the last two years that they would go that route again. Yeah, I think it's way more likely the Jets aren't picking in the first or second round than they draft a quarterback there. Um, man, that would be ballsy and probably really stupid if the Jets took a quarterback in the first round this year, <laughs> especially knowing they're going to be picking in the in the top, you know, in the back half of the draft. Um, so you're going to be talking about picking, identifying the fourth or fifth best quarterback, and thinking you can develop him after what we've witnessed the past few years, few years, more like few decades. But um, I think there's like absolutely no chance that that the, the Jets quarterback comes from the draft. By the way, I want to point this out real quickly before we go, Nick. Sean Stalker mentioned this as far as what we were talking about with the Aaron Rodgers possibility if somehow he becomes available, something we forgot to talk about. He's very friendly with Zach Wilson. So it is a scenario where if you brought in Aaron Rodgers, maybe in addition to trying to win a Super Bowl, 
he could be somebody that could help salvage Zach Wilson if there's anything there to salvage. And we know that if there's anyone that Zach Wilson would listen to and do everything that guy says, it would be Aaron Rodgers. And if we know that there's anybody that would have the ability to get through to Zach Wilson and be able to teach him what he needs to learn to be a good quarterback in the NFL, it's Aaron Rodgers. So under normal circumstances, you would say, who cares about that because this guy's not here to mentor, but because of the pre-existing relationship, that adds another element to it. So that's something fascinating mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought of, Nick. Yeah, for sure. Nick Spano, co-founder, U Stadium. Thanks so much for coming on and answering some mailbag questions with me on this day after Christmas edition of Play Like a Jet. Really appreciate it. Over at U Stadium, you guys have developed an awesome way for people to essentially win free money. I'm going to let you talk about that in a second. But first, I want to let people know how they can basically get free money using the promo code PLAJ over at prizepicks.com and the PrizePicks app. Just use the promo code PLAJ and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Here's how it works at prizepicks.com and the prizepicks app. You pick two to six players in their daily fantasy matchups against their prizepicks player projection. And if those two to six players beat their prizepicks player projection, you can win up to 25 times the amount of money that you put in. You don't play against anybody else, only against the prizepicks player projection. And you don't have to do football. You can do any sport you want baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever it is, they've got it at prizepicks.com and the prizepicks app. I play every week. I use Garrett Wilson as one of my two to six players every single week. Last week, unfortunately, he didn't beat his prize picks player projection, which was 58. He got 30 yards. Clearly not his fault. That was on the quarterbacks. But I do think that he's going to be able to beat his prize picks player projection again on New Year's Day when the Jets go into Seattle to take on the Seahawks. So I'm going to be picking him again. I recommend that you do that as well. He has beaten his prize picks player projection far more often than he hasn't. So I would recommend doing what I'm going to do and using Garrett Wilson as one of your two to six players. But you don't have to. You can pick anybody you want. Just go to prizepicks.com and the prizepicks app. Enter the promo code PLAJ when you make your first deposit, and they'll match it up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. Put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com or the prizepicks app. Use the promo code PLAJ, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. Nick. That takes function. It's awesome. I love it. Gives people an opportunity to make money without even having to risk any of their own money. And there's nothing better than that. Um, yeah, if you if you guys want to try out takes, it's really it's a really cool feature. And I'm not just saying that. It's the ability. Of, and we're all football fans and we're sports fans. And we sit on social media and we post our opinions and predictions out there um, on Twitter for people to read or people not to read. But we do it anyway. So. Um, why not try and get paid for for making a, a right call? If if you would have called that, you know the Jets were going to draft Zach Wilson too overall, you could have made some money off of it. Unfortunately, maybe at least add a little bit of positive to negative situation. But um, I'm going to make a I'm going to make a take soon that that Jets end up uh, trading for Aaron Rodgers. I kind of just feel it. I don't know if it's just the Christmas dinners or whatever it was over the past few days, but um, I have a feeling that they're going to end up with Rogers. I'm going to make it a take. I'm going to put a point value to it. I'm going to post it and users on the app will either agree or disagree with me. They're going to wager their points. It's going to go to the pot in the middle. And then based on the outcome of that take, whether or not he is traded to the jets or not, or signs with the jets um, points are going to be rewarded to the winning side. And then you can cash those points out. So um, if you want to try it, DM us at Stadium on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that fun stuff, and we'll we'll get you started with your first date. 
Make sure you DM Nick at U Stadium on Twitter and get yourself some points. Check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some great All-22 breakdowns up there, so check them out. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Subscribe to our channel as well if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's tee.public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. It doesn't take you much time. doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital. PlayLikeAJet.com. <laughs>